What's up, Tidy Whities? Neil and I forgot this in our notes, therefore we forgot to mention it, so I'm recording after the fact. But we wouldn't feel right not wishing Kobe Bryant a happy birthday, especially since we're recording on his birthday and releasing the episode on Kobe Day. If you haven't seen Bleacher Report's Instagram story, they have a great collage tribute to him throughout the years. It was fantastic. It hit me right in the feels. And I know I speak for Neil and myself when I say happy birthday to one of the greatest and rest in peace to him and Gigi. We miss you, Mamba. We miss you both. Welcome back, Tidy Whities, to the Two Tight Ends podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Neil. And I'm Connor. What's up, boys? How's it going, everybody? Hope you're doing well. All right, let's get straight into it with some crazy news going on. There's been a lot of, um, how do you say this delicately, racism happening? <laughs> I mean, we know that with the, the, the current social climate, but... It's been happening more frequently, and not just racism, but just kind of like ignorance. I guess bigotry. Yeah, ignorance bigotry, happening, yeah. and some more. Uh, basically, people are claiming to be like accidentally racist or accidentally whatever, but it's starting to seem like a little bit of a pattern. And we noticed it like what was it two three weeks ago, where the A's coach was like accidentally making a Nazi gesture yeah. when he was trying to like you know bump elbows with the players or whatever. And then the Hornets radio broadcaster just he, – he was tweeting something out with – he was trying to say Denver Nuggets but accidentally typed the N-word somehow. And then we just came out this week with the Reds announcer who used a homophobic slur on a hot mic and didn't realize he was live. Yeah, and this is – all this – you have to you have to take it case by case, honestly. It's like the – I feel like the uh, – I don't know. I mean – like I said, case by case, you have to, are they accidental? Are they not? It, it seems really, some of it is really, really weird. Like the ace coach, is he trying to high five the players? Not really. It doesn't look like it, but I mean, he's, he's, he's doing something up there. His hand is just hanging a little bit long than, uh, than he probably needs to, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's, it wasn't, cause it wasn't a high five. Cause you watch the video. He was like trying to, they, they like do like an elbow touch mm-hmm. now to like you know be like covid sensitive or whatever and he decided to like straighten out his arm i don't know why and then a player even like tried to bring it down real quick and he was like what like what and then he was like oh and th- i don't know from the from the video it's almost like he realized what he was doing so maybe that was like he didn't mean to he didn't mean it f- like to come across as that intent but it did mm-hmm. and then i definitely believe with the the radio broadcaster that was for sure an accident but also is your phone auto correcting to that why is it auto correcting you know it's what like i mean the, like uh, the, the donald no, glover no. joke which i will not repeat <laughs> um uh well i i can't repeat it so <laughs> uh we will lose some of you in the yeah, process we'll just say that. exactly <laughs> uh if you haven't seen it donald glover stand-up is great he has a joke about uh the n-word which is really funny um but yeah it's like 
yeah, Connor brings up a great point. Why is it auto-correcting to that? And if it's not auto-correcting to that, then what? <laughs> What's Why did it come out of your thumbs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but then with the reds announcer, not an accident, not, not an accident no. at all. Cause he was, he got caught, he got caught out. Yeah. So what, what happened with the reds announcer is, um, it looked like, you know, maybe the players were warming up. It was kind of pregame and, and the mic was still on. He didn't realize it. And what, what he did, he called the entire city of Cincinnati, a, uh, a uh, a slur F, F, for an F word yeah an F word <laughs> capital of the world and <laughs> man he and then he didn't realize it at all and I think the craziest part of this was his apology where he is giving trying to give a heartfelt this is this is later in the day in the middle of the game still he's still in the studio and he's trying to give an apology after they realized what had happened and you know, he's trying to give it heartfelt, you know, take it or leave it. I don't know if you believe him or not, you know, cause obviously he's just apologizing cause he got caught. But the craziest thing is that he started doing play by play in the middle of his apology. He started, he was like, Oh, and there goes a home run out there. And, uh, and then back to my somber voice. I'm just really sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that even like an apology? I mean, well, okay. To be fair, he's kind of trained to do that you know he's trained to like talk about that's what stuff, i mean you can't take the man out of the game <laughs> yeah like if something if something's happening he's, he's born for it. it that's his job that's what he that's what he's been trained for but at the same time uh dude you're kind of in the middle of something serious yeah here. maybe don't announce a home run right now <laughs> it was wild yeah man yeah that I don't know about that one. That that's that's a big yikes for me there, bud. Hey, bud. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that one. But hey, speaking of baseball, let's let's talk about some other disrespect supposedly Supposed. that's happening in baseball. So last week, right after we had already put out the podcast, Fernando Tatis hits a grand slam when the Padres are up on the Rangers by seven, mm-hmm. and he was ahead or he was behind in the counts. Oh, no, no, sorry, no. I said it right yep. the first time. He was ahead in the count, three and zero, and then he just goes for it, hits a grand slam, and then the Rangers manager comes out later and talks about how disrespectful that is and mm-hmm. that he would never do that, and and he was just kind of like a big come on man. Yeah, and they they're trying to they're trying to you know cite the unwritten rules of baseball, but let me let me go off for a bit, sis. Okay, um, <laughs> please please spill the tea. Please do. Uh, as a casual fan of baseball, the unwritten rules seems because this has come up a little bit in recent years. You know, uh, the, the unwritten rules seems to be like what's wrong with baseball. Honestly, what you're not supposed to swing at a pitch. It's like, bro, don't throw a pitch. Don't throw a pitch that I'm gonna hit out of the park. Then, <laughs> like, don't hit me. Don't, don't throw me my pitch. That's my exactly. Pitch. And yeah. then, and then everybody's getting up. Well, a lot. Some people are getting upset about it, but like that's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of what's wrong with baseball. It's like it's not fun. It's not unwritten rules. If they're supposed to be rules, then write them down, and then follow <laughs> them. If not, then shut your ass up. Okay. Well, let me let me pose it to you this way. What about a team who? is already the, the, the game is over. like we're talking about mm-hmm. basketball now right okay so mm-hmm. the game is already over it's garbage minutes garbage time mm-hmm. like they're just running down the clock and guy goes ahead and puts in a mm-hmm. layup 
because we've seen that happen we've seen i can't remember who did that like i don't know it was just a couple years mm-hmm. ago i remember it was like really big that then the other team like almost started a fight with him because he did that and it was like hey man unwritten mm-hmm. rules like you just dribble it out what about that well i think it's a little different with basketball and it's a fair point it's a fair point i think it's a little different with uh different sports because they have times right Okay. They have a time where, hey, this is going to run out in 30 seconds, okay? So we can just hold the ball and we're good, right? In baseball, there's no time. The next inning, they could score seven runs and come back and, you know. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, that that's a fair point because I was just going to bring up, well, like, that's the point is because there's no time, it's like, hey, man, we want to get this over with because we suck. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just put us out of our misery. But, you know, that's a fair <laughs> point because anything can happen, like – we've seen it in all sports that anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, I think I, I, I'm more upset with the people getting super upset, like outside of it, you know, like, like the, the example you brought up. Okay. If the teammates get upset about that, like I can kind of understand that you're in the heat of the moment, whatever, get upset with them. But the people afterwards citing the, Oh, it's ruining the sanctity of baseball and all these unwritten rules. It's like, that's what I'm, I'm, I don't understand. Like, why? Who cares? You know? Yeah. It, no, I I, I, just, com- I completely agree with you. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here a little bit. But mm-hmm. then I think it was like the next day, Tatis kind of kind of pulls another stunt. I guess in a a stunt if you're you know considering those unwritten rules and you're like an 85 year old man. But right then he went ahead at the next game and stole third base when they were up six zero. Now, to me, that's just playing hard. You know, to me, I don't think exactly. that's disrespectful at all. I don't know. I, I don't know about you. When I, when I saw it, I was like, yes, please. I was like, double down. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> like, agree. It, if whoever thinks that, yeah, play hard, keep doing it, uh, and then, you know, whoever doesn't like it, that too bad. And then I think Trevor Bauer, what did yeah, he so, say? So Trevor Bauer, I just pulled up his tweet, which Trevor Bauer, I feel like, has become – one of the most like outspoken players in the league right now if, if for sure you know, heard about a, a, his name yeah, a lot lately. and especially like after his little out outburst on the mound that one time where he decided to throw the ball at the scoreboard i mean that kind of put him in that light a little bit that he's he's a little bit of a of a, of a wild cannon I, I guess or loose cannon is that the right word yeah loose cannon is the right term yeah but uh anyway he tweeted at tatis and said hey tatis listen up one, keep swinging 3-0 if you want to, no matter what the game situation is. Two, keep hitting homers, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation is. Three, keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. And four, the only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop that. And I am here for it, Trevor Bauer. I agree. I think yes. baseball should be a little more flashy. I think it's become too much about the unwritten rules of like respect of the game, which there is respect in the game, but we've seen the flashiness in like, football and basketball yeah. and it's still okay it's still a a gentleman's when, sport if you will well and wasn't bat flips you're not supposed to do that right wasn't that one of the unwritten rules i thought like a few you know years ago like i don't know i don't know exactly how long but you really didn't see a lot of bat flips because it was a little disrespectful and then they started getting popularity and now guess what i love <laughs> bat flip bat flip is fucking awesome it's so cool yeah everyone bat flips everyone it doesn't matter who you are anymore pretty much everyone baffles and you, you you're exactly right like sports are meant to evolve and change so you know what if you're gonna throw a ball mm-hmm. right down the middle at me and you're and i'm ahead in the count and even if, if i am up yeah. seven i'm gonna freaking swing for the fences why not it's batting practice at that point 
Exactly. It's it's kind of like when people, when a player would get upset and uh, oh, who was it? Uh, I I can't remember who, but some football players got upset with you know some some uh, I think they scored a touchdown in garbage time like we're talking about, and they got upset over th- over Twitter or something, and and then. The guy defending himself was like, then don't let me score, yeah. okay? <laughs> that's not my problem. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, that's that's also like, what was the one game where it was like the game was over, their QB kneeling, you know, and the other team decided to, like, push the line, and he they, like, knocked over Eli Manning or something, I think. I think it was the, the Giants. Do you remember that? It was, like, it was yeah. a while ago. That was a long time ago, but – I'm not sure, yeah, no. but they like. I remember the 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 defensive line still played the down like they would, and the offensive line obviously wasn't expecting it because typically what? they just kind of pop up and touch each other, you know, on a QB kneel. Yeah, and the yeah. I mean the opposing team was like, hey, we play every down 100, percent and I mean everyone was yeah. kind of like, yeah, you were just kind of, you know, you were kind of whining about <laughs> it a little bit, but at the same time they bring up a good point, like play every down as hard as you can then. Wait, I forget if you mentioned this. Um, what inning was it that Tatis Jr. hit the hit the grand slam? The inning? What inning was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I wrote that down, and I don't remember. It was, I mean, it was later in the game, but it wasn't right, like but the ninth. That's what I mean. Okay, that's another thing. I think if it's the ninth, then your argument becomes a little more valid, a little bit. Yeah, the, the it's argument true. For it. It's true. But if it's like the seventh or something, then I, I there's still, still think... time. There's still plenty exactly. of ball left. Exactly. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you, but. <laughs> You know, with that, okay, so we found out Mike Trout, he won the race for the quickest to 10 home runs. Um, He hit 10, and then literally within hours, Tati's hit, like, two in one game. So And now he's leading the league with 12 home runs. So, hey, shout-out to you, Fernando Tati's Jr. You're doing it right, man. Just keep swinging, bro. Just keep swinging. Keep swinging. And then, you know what? Last in baseball news, I don't think we need to spend too much time on baseball, but another team tested positive for COVID. Now it's the Mets. Who would have thunk? And seems you know like seems like it's not really working too well. Sing it with me, everybody. God hates the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> That's just disrespectful. Yeah, and didn't they have to cancel the the Subway game? Yeah, they had to postpone the Subway series or cancel yeah. it. I, I don't I, I don't remember what the final verdict was if they postponed it, canceled whatever. But mm-hmm. the problem right now, oh my gosh, scheduling has to be a nightmare when COVID hits a team because. All I'm seeing right now for the Cardinals is double headers like every other day because they have to make up games and it's yeah. Just do you know? Awful. Do you know about how many games they missed? The Cardinals missed quite a few. I don't remember yeah. exactly how many, but they missed like two full series, so at least six games ish. Oh, man, yeah, and then so they then they to... got to make it all up with double headers and triple Oof. headers, and I mean, I, I don't think they've ever played a triple header. That was an exaggeration. I think but... I think COVID is going to be huge. I mean, obviously, but COVID is going to be huge in. Um like somebody's fate fatigue now if you're going to be playing so many double headers and you know that's yeah, good. that's exactly. going to be interesting to look at down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. And I mean the MLB season is already a grind and now it's even a shortened season, so it's not mm-hmm. as much of a grind, but still like I mean, what is it? 60 games that they're playing or a little bit more. I mean, that's a lot, dude. Yeah. That's a lot and of games. And double headers on top of that, yeah. That's what I'm I'm really interested in how the NFL season works out because if one team tests positive with COVID, how does that affect the rest of the schedule because they only play once a week, you know? Like because if they have to cancel one game, they can't play a double header. Guys will die mm-hmm. literally. So how do they make that up? Uh, that's a good point. Maybe uh maybe they <laughs> maybe they only have one game they can reschedule. And that's because it'll be during their bye week, maybe. 
yeah, maybe it's like a snow day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, or you, you were gonna have a holiday this this Monday, but because we need to make up a snow day, you're not getting that day off anymore. Man, that is such a good point because I just don't know. I don't, like you said, I don't know how they would make that up. Yeah, and how does that affect like Monday and Thursday night football if someone tests? Po- you know, like it, mm-hmm. like NFL scheduling is gonna be even a bigger nightmare because at least baseball can be like, oh, we'll just play a doubleheader. Which I yeah. you, know, you say that casually, doubleheader sucks. Like it's such a long day when you have to play doubleheader. But even right. still, it, it NFL is going to be crazy. Yeah, it, that that's a great great question. But let's speaking about NFL. Um, so apparently, Des Bryant was supposed to be working out the Ravens. The Ravens? I didn't even Who hear are the about Ravers. This. I want to I want to join the Ravers. That sounds like an awesome team. That sounds lit. Sounds like sounds like a <laughs> party, if you will. I'm sorry. I apologize. For well, that. moving on. <laughs> uh but yeah yeah so i i didn't hear i didn't didn't even hear about that what what yeah i it, i just saw a headline that des bryant was like mm-hmm. setting up a, a meet with the ravens and was gonna set up some kind of workout and i was like hey yeah. i'm here for that i like des bryant and if he's on the cowboys i'll probably like mm-hmm. him more so exactly and yeah. i mean that'd be nice uh a nice counter to uh hollywood brown on the other side oh yeah a big I physical mean, receiver like des dude if you give Lamar Jackson any more weapons, I mean, he doesn't need them, but like, why not? Let's throw yeah. Des Bryant in the mix. Let's let's do it. So I was excited, and then it was like three or four days later, it was confirmed that the team actually said nothing's been set up yet, and they probably won't. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, okay, well that dashes those dreams. That kind of sucks. It really sucks for him because he's trying to make that comeback, and then he tore his Achilles or something. I think so. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: Des Bryant could like never stay healthy, so. That's just one of those guys. I mean, like, broke his foot every other season, it felt like. Yeah. But, hey, speaking about the Ravens, crazy. The Earl Thomas was released by them today. And so what happened was apparently they had a dispute. Him and another player had a dispute over some blown coverages and practice and stuff like that and where they're supposed to be. And he punched that player. And then they they weren't sure exactly what they were going to do with him. But today, this morning, we're recording on the 23rd. Um, it was announced that he was actually released by the team, which is actually a huge uh, hit on their cap still. It's on dead cap space. Um, plus, like, but my my whole thought of it, though, is I would they really release him if this if it wasn't if this was the first incident? This doesn't sound like the first incident incident to me. It sounds like there's, he was having a bad attitude or something was going on for a little while, and then this was just the final straw. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you because, I mean, fo- football is such a, a different animal in in all sports, but and just in in the world in general because you have a, an environment where like grown men can actually like scream scream and cuss at each other and not get in trouble. You know, I mean that's pretty much all sports, but like mm-hmm. I, I feel like football is even more like in that mindset. But with this situation where guys are fighting each other, like sometimes people are just like, oh, just like, you know, let them tire themselves out or kind of separate them and then they'll cool off and they'll be fine. But I thought about this in terms of like an actual, like maybe an office job or just like a normal job. You swing on a coworker, you're getting fired, you know? So maybe that's, maybe that's, that's what this is. And they're just kind of making an but, example out of him saying like, hey, it doesn't matter if it's your first offense. It doesn't matter if it's a repeat event. Like mm-hmm. that, that's unacceptable and you're gone. Maybe, maybe. Um, also, though, when they when they have joint practices sometimes, and there there are usually fights that break out. Uh, now, maybe there's not a lot of swinging going on, but I think sometimes there is. 
those players aren't really reprimanded and that's going against you know a different team um but also my thought so maybe that has something to do with it you know it's your own teammate you're swinging at you shouldn't be especially should not be doing that um but my other thought with that is kind of how we talked about last week where you know if russell wilson was the one bringing a woman in he would you know just get a slap on the wrist true because it's interesting because earl thomas is you know creeping up there i mean he's a little older now so he's not exactly you know he's no lamar jackson on the team but he's he's not you know he's not a nobody rookie all either yeah i mean isn't he like a seven time pro bowler is that the right like right and they still right and they still owed a bunch of money to him so i was i was a little surprised they they acted that quickly and just released him but like you said maybe maybe they just make an example or 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 that's why i'm kind of thinking there again this might be the first like physical instance but maybe his behavior was bad maybe he's talking trash to the other teammates in like a in a bad way i don't i don't know but that's what makes me kind of think that maybe there's something a little bit more yeah and that that I feel like that that's pretty typical in a lot of sports news that seems surprising like this, where you kind of have to think that something else was going on behind the scenes that they weren't really reporting on. But I also saw something that Earl Thomas made out with like $22 million in one year with them. So not a bad day for Earl Thomas. I mean, you still want to play, mm-hmm. you still want to be on a team, but $22 million in a year. I wish I made that. Yeah, that's true. And I think they still owe him a little bit of money guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Too, so then that's why it's getting hit against their cap, which I mean, they can't really replace. They can't really replace him now very well. I mean, I don't know about their depth on the team, but like that cap hits pretty hard because now you can't replace them with a with the free agent. Yeah, or it's unfortunate. Or bring in a new trade. <laughs> it's or something. unfortunate too that they couldn't find a trade because I mean, he's obviously a solid player, and they could have you know taken that burden mm-hmm. off them. But I don't know. Maybe they did act mm-hmm. a little too quickly. Maybe they should have tried harder to find a trade before just releasing him and, and freeing up that spot. But they could have just. But also, him. I mean, if you call up somebody, if a GM calls up somebody and they're like, "Hey, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're trying to get rid of uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, what, what do you think you'll give us for him?" And they're like, "Wait, why?" <laughs> yeah, I guess that's <laughs> you know. True. And then they have to explain why <laughs> well, they're getting I mean, rid of him. He swung on a, he swung like, on a well, fighter. I mean, like on the opposing team. Yeah, it's like, no, okay, we don't want him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I mean, just trade him to like the Cowboys. They have a bunch worked. of felons on their team, don't they? Isn't that like a thing? <laughs> it is the felon team, actually. Yeah, it's so. the felon team. So why not just trade him, mm-hmm. tra- trade it to them? They, they have prison yard rules there. They don't care. They don't care. Greg Hardy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more thing in the uh, NFL news. So uh, actually, a couple more things. Uh, first, Darius Geis, uh, w- formerly a Redskins running back. A what? Ooh. A what? Sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Cut that you? out. Sorry, what'd you just Connor, say? can you cut that out, please? Mm, I can't. That's got to stay in. Um, the, the Washington football team's running back. Uh, he was cut by the team because uh, allegedly he had uh, two women came out uh, the, that said he they had been raped by him at their time at LSU, and the school actually covered it up. Um, I, I mean – I kind of applaud them for acting quickly on this case um, just because even after he was cut, a few more people came out about some other inc- incidences and you know, the red, uh, the red, the Washington football team, they're, they're not, <laughs> they're not known for their, for their, you know, uh, uh, elegance and handling things. But I, I, I thought they handled this one. Well, did they cut him? 
uh, it's just kind of unfortunate that Darius Geis, he's been injured a lot, but there's still some potential there for maybe being a starting running back. So, and wait, so they, they officially cut him, this, right? That, that happened. What's that? So they officially cut him. Oh, yeah. They just straight up released him. Yep. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I actually did not hear that news. So applaud to you, Washington football team, for that. Yeah. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like they actually acted pretty quick about it and uh, it seemed like the right move. And then, you know, let's say due process happens and he's not found not guilty, then maybe he can have a chance with some other team. But I think that was the right decision decision for the Washington football team. I'm curious more now to see what happens with LSU, though, because they're accusing the school of covering it up, not just Darius. Right. So maybe, (laughs) I don't know, if they have any record of that, maybe them coming coming to a counselor or or something or a football coach, if they have any record of that, that could be be really bad for the, the school. Yeah, especially a school that just won the national championship. Doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, I just wanted to mention one more news about the Washington football team. Um, the uh, the head coach, Riverboat Ron Rivera, actually got diagnosed with uh, a type of cancer recently, which is just, I mean, you know, uh, I hope he recovers from it. I hope it's a tough time for his family, all that, all that stuff. But man, on from a football perspective, purely football, like football fan, it is just, oh, we just we just hired this guy, you know, he's supposed to be changing the culture of the franchise, and that is just another, another hit, uh, in in the balls really for him or us, like, oh, that that is that is tough, that is tough news. Yeah, and as a loyal Panthers fan, it was very sad to hear. I love Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. I was actually very sad that the team and him parted ways because I loved having him on the sidelines. I thought he was an incredible coach and mentor, and everyone loved him. So, and I, and I heard that he did quite a bit in the community. Like I haven't lived in Charlotte in over 10 years now, but mm-hmm. still an avid uh, Carolina fan. And I heard that he did quite a bit in the community as well. So yeah, yeah uh, you know, definitely thoughts and prayers going out to his family and, and hope everything works out well. But um, yeah, I mean, then as, as a football fan, especially a Washington football team fan, mm-hmm. that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough. Yes, it's going to be interesting. He says he wants to still coach. I mean, obviously I hope his, his health is good enough to coach, but he might step away for a little while or, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that works too. Um, yeah. Well, let's move on to basketball. A little little bit lighter news in the world of basketball. The bubble has not disappointed anybody. I don't think uh, it's been the best TV in a long time, and the best social media in a while. Oh yeah, NBA social media is top notch, top notch. Um, but so right now where we're standing at you know we're in the middle of the playoff series um actually like i said we're recording this on sunday this morning the boston celtics they actually beat the 76ers so they they swept them they're moving on to the second round i mean did anybody really uh, become surprised by this news when when i mean after the fact that we found out ben simmons is out um no exactly I, i wasn't surprised by this news even if ben simmons was in really you think they would have got swept if he was in? <laughs> no, I don't think they would have gotten swept, but they wouldn't have won. No, they wouldn't have won. I don't think so. Um, it is pretty interesting, though, because uh, I think in game, I want to say two, um, uh, what's his name? Gordon Hayward uh, came down on his ankle, and apparently mm-hmm. he has a pretty bad sprain on it, and is out for at least like three weeks. Yep. Um, 
so a little stats for you the boston celtics i mean I, we talked about it i think the first first or second episode they had three scores over 20 points a game and one score gordon or god not gordon uh yeah gordon hayward <laughs> uh he was at 17 and a half points per game um and then i actually did some more research their bench is 29th ranked 29th in the league during the regular season so they were really heavily relying on those four guys so they're with gordon hayward out moving forward their bench actually shrinks a lot now they're scoring besides those those three guys are taking on even more of a burden now because who else mm-hmm. is going to score yeah true i mean you want uh, wanamaker to score uh, probably not <laughs> who exactly you want like taco to come in and score he's not going to score for you please please let him come in and score. oh dude let's get carson edward carson edward's going to come in and he's going to have a game watch you watch <laughs> but but like I, moving yeah, forward especially go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say especially with a uh most likely toronto matchup coming up like i i don't know how the, i mean this is really gonna hurt their chances of making it into the, the conference finals for sure yeah, it's going to, like I said, their depth is is at jeopardy now a little bit. If he doesn't come back in time or, or uh, or you know, maybe he comes back for half a series or maybe he's not as good when he comes back. Maybe, you know, it's still sore when he comes back. We, we don't know. So that's that's yeah. something to look out for. For sure. And especially going up against a Toronto team who just lost Kawhi, but they still were number two in the East. and Just are got to coach sweep. of the year for Nick Nurse. Yeah, yeah, just got coach of the year and looking to sweep the Nets right now. I mean, it doesn't look too great for Boston in the next round, but I don't know. They mm-hmm. could surprise us. They got a lot of young guys doing well, like we were mentioning. So, I mean, they, they, could, s- they could pull it out. Those three guys are still really good, and they still – Oh, incredible. And they still they score, you know, Walker at 32 today, Tatum at 28, like – it's very it's still doable i just think um i think the raptors have more depth than them now for sure speaking of the guys can we talk about jalen brown and donovan mitchell's relationship in the bubble oh yeah they, yeah they're like bffs like <laughs> they just like troll each other all day long when they see each other like i saw a video of donovan mitchell pouring a bunch of extra ice into jalen's ice bath and then like instead of opening the bags he just put ba- literal bags of ice into into the bath and she was like all right thanks but yeah all right, yeah you're the best thanks but like I'm, I'm like that's something that like you and i would do if we were in the bubble together mm-hmm. yeah no it's 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 funny situations that are brought up because of the bubble you know now they're like after donovan mitchell scores 57 in a loss to the nuggets you know he saw jamal murray like a few hours later just outside <laughs> yeah. hanging out that, yeah, that like, must... he's like eating his post game meal and and on the phone with his family or something, and he he runs into Jamal Murray, the guy who just put him away in that game. Yeah, it's very very unique situation right now. Um, I mean, how but... how weird is that though? Because I mean, typically, you know, you lose a game, you go back to the hotel, or you lose a game, you go home, or whatever it is. Like, you don't see the other guys, and now these guys uh... have to like eat with each other after they lost, the, like, after they yeah. lose a game. Yeah, like they're in the same cafeteria now. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like losing, uh, like losing to you know your buddies on the playground, and then you've got to go eat with them now at lunch. It's like oh, I don't want to really sit with this guy right now. I'm kind of mad at him. Exactly. No, it's a it's a weird situation. But hey, speaking of the Jazz, um, in the last game that they had against the Nuggets, they shot or no, was it game two? That they shot fifty percent. Yeah, it was in game. It was in game two. They shot like fifty percent from three. Yeah, 
And then the last game, they killed them. They beat them by, like, 30, didn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, Denver, like, gave up in the third quarter, though, so. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder. It was rough, though. It's interesting. Utah is shooting lights out right now, and they don't even have their best shooter, uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, He's out with an injury right now. And they're shooting lights out. You know, Donovan Mitchell is crazy going off. He had 57, like we said. Um, uh, Jordan Clarkson, your boy. He's, boy. he's been shooting it great. Uh, Rudy Gobert had like 20 in the first half the last game. That's part of the reason they were killing him. Jokic cannot guard him on the pick and roll. Yeah, this honestly, this Jazz team right now is exceeding all expectations. Like when we did our playoff predictions going into this, I was really worried about them just because we talked about their depth issues. Mm-hmm. But man, do they look so good right now? And I didn't and, even mention. Were you gonna say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead. didn't even mention Mike Connolly. Yep, you read my mind. He came back and he was on fire. Okay. I'll be honest. I'm a huge Mike Conniff fan. I loved him in Memphis. But uh, since he got traded, he's kind of been a little disappointing. Not going to lie. This season. He's meh. Uh, Yeah, he's been meh. Um, But he just had a kid. He left the bubble. He came back. And he had a great game. He was shooting it. I think he didn't miss a shot until like the third quarter. He was lights out. And that's another big reason why. And if he can can continue that, that's that's a great element, great pickup. Uh, uh, meaning, like, he's actually picking up his game. It's a great pickup, finally, for them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wh- was what was his shooting percentage? Wasn't he, like, 8 for 9 from 3 or something like that? Yeah, I think he only missed one 3 in the whole game. Yeah, it was crazy. And to be honest with you, so I know we had mentioned that Mike Conley was leaving the bubble, go be with his family for the, the birth of his third child, and which was awesome. He had to come back in quarantine and – all of that another great social media like gem from that donovan mitchell taking a video of him stuck in his room <laughs> Being like, yeah we'll see you good. soon mike <laughs> that was <laughs> that was awesome but uh you know then when donovan so so i bring that up because we, we had mentioned that he was gonna have to be quarantined he was gonna miss at least two games or whatever it was and when donovan dropped 57 and then they like you just shot them out of the water in game two I forgot that Connolly wasn't there. And then I was like, wait, now Mike's coming back. And then they just destroy them. And he just had a kid. And it must be having a kid just gives you that extra juice. Gives you that dad strength, man. It does because he was lights out. And, like, me and my buddy uh, Brent, shout out Brent, we always talking about how Fred Fred Van Fleet, he must be trying to always have a kid because he's (laughs) all he wants that boost. Every time he has a kid, he just goes off. Yeah. Uh, it's, there must it's be something funny. to I mean, it. Same thing happened with Mike Trout. Mike Trout had his kid, and then all of a sudden, he had like a hit every game. Like he had like a, a pretty long streak of like a hit in every game, and he had hit like a few home runs. Like man, so I'm not having a kid. It just gives you that dad strength. It's that dad strength. Yeah, that's been it's been an interesting uh, series with that. Um, I think some some interesting bubble news is that uh, Demontis Sabonis of the Pacers, he's actually rejoining the Pacers in the bubble. But the issue is that they still don't have a timetable if he will even come back. And the Pacers are down 0-3 to the Heat right now. So even if there's some possibility that he can come back, well, could they even hold out for that? Like, until he does come back, they're... I mean, he is a six-man of the year candidate. Like, he was a huge part of their team. But I don't even know if they're, they'll be able to uh, to hold out till that. 
Yeah, it's not looking great for the Pacers, I'll be honest. And I'm loving this Heat team right now. I've always been a big Jimmy Butler fan, so I don't know. I, I just kind of want to see the sweep, honestly. Mm-hmm. I like it. But then they're going to have to face the Bucks anyway, most likely. So Yeah, I think I, – I don't think they, they can hold them off because Sabonis, like I said, he has to quarantine for at least four days when he comes in the bubble. But then we don't even know if he'll be ready to play uh, after that. So – I just don't see them, the Pacers lasting that long at all. I mean, maybe one game, but even even if they extend it one more game, I, I still don't think Sabonis will come back, and I don't think he'll be ready either, like conditional or you know for the for the for an NBA game. I don't think he'll be ready for it either. Yeah, I don't think so either. And like you were saying, like because what don't they play again tomorrow? Is that yeah, right? tomorrow. So if they win, so Monday, if the Pacers win tomorrow, then they they'll play on Wednesday again. But will Sabonis be even out of quarantine by then? Yeah, I doubt it. That's the thing is, like you said, I don't think they can hold off long enough. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe the Heat will just have a bad game, and then he actually, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, will get to play. But is he going to be like the savior of the Pacers to take them to the next round? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, another another interesting thing I think watching the not only this game or this series but all the series is I mean without home court advantage uh, so say you're in the Pacers situation you go down 0-2 usually what happens obviously is that you go home you go to your home court actually no sorry because they're the top seed they would have already been at home court mm-hmm. but let's just say let's just say let's take for example the six 76ers okay they lose two games at, you know and in Boston and then they come home to Philly and I think that's they can playing in front of your home crowd you usually shoot better at home like it could be a real momentum shift you know you get a little extra juice playing in front of your home crowd and then that could be the the deciding factor because like say for instance 76ers in Boston it's been pretty close most of the games so it's like that home court advantage might have helped them in one or two of these games just to push them over the edge a little bit definitely just but, just like tips the scales like a tiny bit like i mean i i'm loving the virtual fan idea but mm-hmm. it's not doing anything in terms of like a game shifter like exactly. I was, when i was watching like the rockets and the thunder yesterday i see some guy while james harden at the line doing some weird wiggle move with his hands in front of the camera i'm like sorry oh bud, that's, you're not doing that's like anything. a trend now i think a yeah. lot of them are doing it yeah <laughs> yeah like sorry bud you're not doing anything for <laughs> to stop james harden from shooting like what 80 something percent or 90 something percent from the line like yeah but I just think it's 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 interesting because in any other situation they might like I said they might have gotten that extra boost that extra push, but instead they're just getting swept and they just don't have it in them. They don't have another extra push for them. So I mean, and honestly, we're just speculating because there's no way of testing that really. Yeah, it's um, true. I mean, it'd be, so, it would be cool if there was a way to test it, but yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think it's interesting that somebody like the 76ers who might have had a chance if they had a home court advantage, they just get swept. No, I think you're completely spot on because honestly, when when sports started coming back and they were playing, you know, not in front of any crowds, obviously it felt really weird to not have any kind of noise or what. I mean, I know some people are trying to like the MLB is doing it where they're actually playing fan noise. And especially if it's the home team, you know, and they, they get a hit or whatever, they try to play like fans cheering. It's not the same though. It's not the same energy because you know, it's a recording. And especially like in the NBA where you go to a place like, um, 
oh my gosh, name it. What what's like the loudest stadium or whatever? Is it is it Toronto? That, is that in the NFL or NBA? Well, NFL is like it's Seattle, right? But yeah, Seattle. Okay, Toronto's I mean, that, huge. That, LKC's huge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, yeah. you pick you pick any of the stadiums you've heard are some of like the loudest stadiums. Like I've heard I've heard some people say Salt Lake is a really loud stadium randomly, just because mm-hmm. the fans are really into it. I mean, that can totally turn a game around when you have that kind of energy and that kind of backing with you. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, people waving behind the backboard probably isn't stopping a guy yeah. from hitting free throws as much as fans think it does. But when you have that energy because people talk about the energy getting sucked out of a stadium and you can feel it you really Mm -hmm. can and right now that doesn't exist so really for a team like the heat where you're right like the pacers might have been able to do something with that home court advantage in those first two games and Mm -hmm. now would have been in miami anyway but it's just looking like it's going to be a sweep yeah it it's an interesting dynamic but i like i don't think they could recreate it either they're trying the virtual fans and i i like the the you know the noise the announcers are not the announcers the uh the pa guys are like adding in and everything but obviously it's not the same as twenty thousand fans shouting at you yeah not even close i mean i'm i'm trying to think back to some of like the biggest games like i don't know like the uh freaking i don't know was i even alive for this like jordan uh you know shooting that shot over the jazz to to seal Mm -hmm. their championship that year okay i was alive but i was like four years old i think or something like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i mean that 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 kind of energy where that was in utah but even still like that kind of energy like it's just unmatched there's just no way to match that kind of energy or like and that's what i mean it's like say Embiid, you know how to dunk you know late in the fourth quarter and the the crowd goes crazy then he's feeding off and he feels it you know and he's it, it's it you don't have that anymore exactly that. yeah or i mean it just take like a few years ago with the the warriors blowing a 3-1 lead i mean definitely having those those home court advantages it didn't help them to not blow the lead but it definitely helped mm-hmm. cleveland you know what i mean like yeah and then you have lebron give that emotional speech to finally bring a championship to the city and all that stuff like it's just it, yeah it's unmatched and i think it's definitely affecting the outcomes of some mm-hmm. of these games for sure yeah like i think like I like I mentioned, I think some of these series would have gone five or six games had it been uh, at their stadium. You know, had that had a little bit more of a chance uh, with home court advantage. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting <laughs> headlines that we saw. Uh, <laughs> there was an IG model who went on the No Jumper podcast, uh, Adam Twenty Two, Twenty Two's podcast. Um, two IG models. And they said, one of them said that she, uh, she, uh, how do I put this delicately? She sucked the dick of seven NBA players (laughs) in one night. She ran a train. Um, I did. I did not expect you to come out with that (laughs) after we, we were like taking the beginning of this episode so delicately. And then you're just like going right for it. Just like, I don't think there's, there's no way of beating around the bush, (laughs) pun intended. Like, uh, (laughs) she, she said it was quote lit. (laughs) That's true. She did quote, close quote. It was lit. It was lit. Now IG model thing to say about that. I think it'll be interesting for you and me to discuss, uh, who do you think though that because it was one NBA team, seven players from one NBA team? So Connor, who do you think it might have been? What team uh, do you think it might have been? I mean, well, okay, is this? I mean, it's obviously not in the bubble, right? And it had to be no. Like, this is how this long is ago? Was yeah. this like last year? Is that what happened? 
I would assume within a year, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, here's the real question. Were they winners or losers? Mm-hmm. Like, Because you only do that with winners, right? <laughs> well, I don't so know. Maybe a... she thought she was winning. <laughs> does, does it matter who the team is? She's like with the, the yeah. Lakers before LeBron. Uh, <laughs> I'll um, say, I'll say, I think, I think a strong candidate is, um, is the new Orleans Pelicans. Now here's my reasoning. Um, not a ton of leadership on the team to tell them not to do it. Or, or maybe leadership would tell them to do it. I don't know, but not a lot of <laughs> leadership, leader. you know, young guys, they're ready to make some mistakes. Um, they're famous, you know. They got Zion there. Yeah. I think I think there's a recipe there that they could definitely be one of the teams that she did. Yeah, and if you if you saw any pictures of the IG models that that were talking about this, it yeah, it's definitely a mistake. Let me tell you that. Definitely, young guys making a mistake. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a strong standing. My only thing is like, who really goes to New Orleans? Like, really? I mean, I guess I guess you're right with I mean, if Zion you want going there. Seven NBA players' dicks. I mean. You go anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't go to Detroit, but you might go to New Orleans. Yeah, I don't think say I don't think she's going anywhere cold. She's not going anywhere cold for no 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 Detroit, no I Boston, mean, I don't think. Hey, if it's cold though, more excuse to stay inside, make some mistakes. That's true. But Although, the other thing is like, actually, now that I'm saying it, Detroit might be a candidate. They got Blake Griffin who's kind of a known playboy a little bit, like, uh-huh. you know, kind of is known to slide in the DMs. He was dating Kendall I just Jenner don't for think a while. that chick even knows where Detroit is. You don't have to. You don't have to know where Detroit <laughs> is so. on a map. No, I don't, I'm saying I don't even think she knows, knows how to get there. <laughs> she doesn't have to. They, they probably booked the plane for her. They said, just That's show true. up at the airport. Just you get on the plane. Get on this plane. We will pick you up. We don't run a train. Worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, but some – I mean – for sure, nobody's thinking about the Spurs. It definitely wasn't a Spurs team. No, no, no way. Um, L.A. I think the Clippers, the current Clippers, that's a strong candidate too. I mean, you got I Lou mean, Will, Montrez, you got PG. Okay, actually, actually, I think PG is faithful. So I yeah, think. Uh, yeah. I was to say that it it definitely depends on the who the seven players are. Because yeah, if you get a couple yeah. of like vets, like I don't know, <laughs> is. I don't know Pat Bev's relationship situation either, but you get like Pat Bev, Lou Will, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Montrez, and then you get like four dumb rookies, to like four <laughs> dumb young guys to get in on it too. I mean, probably, but I just don't see that happening around Kawhi. Kawhi probably shut that down. Unless he started it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dare I, you? I don't think you can accuse a Kawhi of that. I think another strong candidate would be Houston. I mean – James Harden loves to go to strip clubs. He loves having fun, going out at night. Uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook, a... I don't know. I mean, well, okay, Russell Westbrook is a he devoted faithful. husband and father, so I'm counting him out of that. Even though True. I have my, I have mixed feelings about Russell Westbrook, uh-huh. like as a person, but as terms of being a husband and father, I think he's seems fantastic. like he's yeah, 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 for sure. But I don't know the Houston Rockets, H Town. I think I think it could, could happen. H Town makes that sound so much worse when you're talking about this. <laughs> Ho Town. Yeah, right. <laughs> what about uh what about Mavericks? Definitely not, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Luke is young and he's pretty mm-hmm. charismatic from what it seems like. He might and be able to slide in those Kristaps is known for getting in trouble at nightclubs in <laughs> in his home country. True. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think just, I think actually we got some strong. I think New Orleans and actually Dallas. I think mm-hmm. you've convinced me. I'm kind of going really? on the Dallas train now. I, didn't, like I wasn't even did. trying <laughs> to convince you. 
I mean, you did. It, you didn't have to try. You just did. Wow. Um. Okay. I think one one team we're forgetting is the Suns. Um. The Suns. I, think, I mean, I think most everyone forgets about the Suns, including them. So I don't think it's the Suns. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if uh, if any news comes out. If uh, has she she'll reveal? Has she alluded at all? Oh, I think she alluded to a team on Instagram, but I don't think she confirmed it. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I hope she. I hope she finally just like admits who it was, because I, I got to know. <laughs> I got to know now. Got to know. It was. It was some fun news, man. I had. I had a. I had a time with that. <laughs> yeah. So did they? Apparently, it was lit, right? <laughs> it was lit. Hit it if you know you lit. <laughs> I hate you. Shout out, shout out the, uh, what are they called? The Dobre Brothers. <laughs> it's a dumb YouTubers. Don't worry about it. I'm just um, you. Yeah, so the draft lottery happened recently, and that was interesting because the Warriors ended up with the number two pick. Okay, is that just like unfair or what? That is so unfair. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate mean, it. You have three superstars who just have well two happen to be injured like the whole season so that's why they sucked mm-hmm. and i mean draymond can't carry the whole team and neither can you know deloading but you've already got three superstars on that team and yeah. you have d'angelo russell great guy coming off the bench well he got traded is that something you forgot oh i definitely forgot he got traded yeah, he, he, to minnesota yeah i definitely forgot that oh yeah they have Andrew wiggins now though don't they yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Whatever. You have. You have Andrew <laughs> Wiggins on the team now too, and you have the number two pick. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, I I saw a lot of you know, um, you yeah, know, uh, Bleacher reports of draft trades that should happen now and everything, but I really do think, unless the Warriors are sold on a top three pick, I think they'll trade it away. I think they'll try to trade away for another piece, like you know, fourth guy, a yeah. good rim protector or something um because i just don't think they have a need they don't want to wait for a young player to try to develop you know they're trying to win now yeah i mean yeah it takes a really special guy to come in as a rookie like donovan mitchell did it which was incredible but he came in as a Mm -hmm. rookie and and just kind of took over which was insane and and they don't need anybody to take over but they need somebody that you know can perform in the playoffs can do well for them you know i guess that's what i mean yeah i guess that's what i mean is not take over but fit into the Mm -hmm. system immediately and that's what happened with like I said, Donovan, he just came in, fit in that system, took over, and it worked yeah. out great. But, like, you need someone to come in and fit in with those superstars and immediately click. And mm-hmm. I just I, – yeah, I don't know if I see that in a young guy. Which, yo, I I literally just thought of this um, because Atlanta has shown interest in the, the – uh, possibly the top pick, uh, Edwards, out of Georgia, mm-hmm. the hometown boy. I mean, maybe Clint Capella's on the Hawks, another one I probably forgot about until yesterday – uh, you know that that might be an interesting pick for a little rim protector, rim runner kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, that they could trade for. I mean, obviously you would need way more, way more incentive to that. But <laughs> the Atlanta trying to move up, and then Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, well, that actually uh, sounds like a pretty nice trade. That's a, that's a, that would be a good package for for Golden State for mm-hmm. sure. But in uh, the so the Timberwolves actually got the number one pick, which I hope they can they can whoever they pick i hope it's good for them man they've just had the worst time as a franchise yeah yeah they've they've definitely struggled i mean i i enough for I me to forget about of, even making a, a trade <laughs> trying to make a play to to be yeah. better and i don't it's like hasn't worked out so 
I, I like I like Carl uh, Anthony Towns a lot. I think he's a good player. I think he needs to try a little bit more on defense, but I think overall he's a really good player. And him paired with D'Lo, his friend, that's nice. That's a nice pairing. They just need a lot more help. True. Yeah. And I, I mean, think- it's great for team chemistry, which sometimes is a little bit of an underrated thing. But it's great for team chemistry for sure. But yeah, like you said, they just they need a lot more help if they're gonna but- make anything happen. You know, if they hit on this number one pick, I mean, that could be the turning point for them. It could be. You, you never know. Yeah, definitely. So I like that. And um, speaking of turning points, I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce is making the turning point into uh, senality. Is that the right word? He's going senile, basically. He's he's pretty much <laughs> mentally ill at this point. And here's my reasoning why. Oh, yeah. What did he say this time, Connor? <laughs> here's my reasoning why. is because after the Blazers ended up taking game one against the Lakers, he came out and said, if, if the Blazers – no, I'm sorry. If the Lakers don't win a championship and if they, or if they get swept, then the GOAT conversation is over. And I'm sorry – as someone who you've pointed out on this podcast before, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I've come to respect him a lot more, and I've come a long mm-hmm. way. But you cannot tell me that LeBron is not one of the greatest to ever play this game just because he might have had a bad series against the Blazers or because they don't end up winning the championship. Like, There's so many yeah. other factors involved there than just LeBron James. And Paul Pierce, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm just going <laughs> to say it. Plus, they're up now. What, 2-1? Isn't that the series right now? Yeah. So Yeah, they had a great game last night. Great so game. go screw yourself, Paul Pierce. I'm sorry. That's the worst <laughs> take you've ever had. And well, I saw you like... play on, on Boston. <laughs> plus, it's like... Uh, LeBron in his 17th year, eventually, yeah, we're look, we're waiting for Father Time, but it doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon because <laughs> he led the league in assists this year. He's averaged 25 points. He had a 38, like 12 and eight game last night. Like if they don't win it this year, they could win it next year still. Like there's still, <laughs> and that could add to the goat conversation. It's yeah, it's a stupid take. He's he has a lot of those. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the thing, too, is Lakers came out the second game, too, and beat the Blazers by how many points? Like, they killed yeah. them in game two. And last game was a lot tighter. It was a lot more exciting, which was cool. I, mm-hmm. I now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for the Blazers. I love a good underdog story, and I love Damian Lillard. But mm-hmm. that should just have never come out of your mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that was just ridiculous. Well, speaking about uh, terrible takes, <laughs> um, after the Blazers won the first game, there's a lot of people, which I hate when people do this. Uh, there's a lot of people jumping on saying, hey, the Blazers, oh, they're, oh, maybe they'll win. And In fact, Charles Barkley even said that he <laughs> predicted the Blazers will sweep the Lakers. Which, <laughs> that didn't how, age well. <laughs> how stupid do you have to be? Like everybody piling on the Bucks and the Lakers for losing game one, how stupid do you have to be to say that they're going to get swept? Yeah, I mean, honestly – maybe i'm just maybe i'm just piling on announcers right now i don't understand why charles barkley's still in like on the nba on tnt team. i think it's in i think charles and Shaq are a package that's it like i think it's just because of the funny chemistry between them but yeah. some of the some of the things that come out of that man's mouth oh my goodness it's, it's literally just for the entertainment it's not for <laughs> analyzing sports no it's terrible i mean 
Yeah. I, I, now, granted, he did he did have some great self-deprecating humor this past week mm-hmm. where, you know, we've seen Paul George struggling in the playoffs right now, and he made the comment, he's like, you can't call yourself Playoff P. I mean, they don't call me Championship Charles. <laughs> that was great. That, <laughs> that was, was great. That was amazing. But, yeah. I, yeah, the rest of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, I just – I have to shake my head so often. Yeah, it's 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 rough to watch, but I, like I said, I think if one of them leaves, then I don't think it's going to be as entertaining because they're they're always at each other's wits and everything. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, the the chemistry on on that show is undenied, but yeah, mm-hmm. some of the some of the takes are a little questionable. Mm-hmm. You see, Shaq uh, dubbing what did he he started calling Boban Marjanovic. Oh, uh, the sprinkler? No, what do you call him? I don't, I don't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it's some kind of like TV or movie reference though, because then he started doing the you ring or whatever. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he goes you ring. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I should have looked up what movie or whatever that was from. I, it's probably like Adam's. Oh, it's family. from the Adams family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I figured it was like Lurch or something because you know Boban's tall and whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> you ring. Boban Dude, is is the best. Boban is the best. He's such a good sport. And then who was it? Wasn't yeah. it? Uh, um, uh, was it one of the Morris twins or not twins? One of the Morris brothers that said he's like the nicest well, guy or something well, like that. They are twins, but yeah. Are they twins? Yep. Oh, I didn't know They're that. Twins. I was right the first time. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they, they on the court after he, I think he fouled, um, another Clipper player. Oh, I think it was Montrez or something. And they got, and Montrez wasn't happy about it. And then, and he was talking to, to, morris about it like you know complaining to him and then morris goes over there and bobon's like hey man come on and morris like hey man you're like a nice guy i don't really care yeah he's like you're like the nicest guy we play with so don't worry about it yeah, yeah that great. actually okay that I, I just thought of this question who are like the nicest guys in the league because i feel like we talk about this every once it's in a while be but like, definitely bobon i think he's on the list I, I would say joe ingles is on the list i feel like he's constantly talking to guys on the court i mean I joe ingle yeah i think some guys might not like him but i think he's just generally a nice guy to people on the court and steven adams i think is also on the list like steven steven adams is a bruiser steven? but then you have that clip of him saving who was it miles or mason Plumley from hitting his head so he yeah. like sacrificed the layup to save a guy Steven is the best. Steven's one of my favorite NBA players. He's yeah, awesome. I agree. I, I, he, I, he's one of my favorites to watch and yeah. just one of my favorites personality-wise. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just something about foreigners because we just listed three foreigners. <laughs> two, one from Australia, one from New Zealand, and uh, where's Boban from? Uh, Europe somewhere. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Uh, Eastern it... Europe? <laughs> Serbia? I wanted Hold to on. say Serbia, too. You guess. You guess. I'm gonna... Are you going to say Serbia? It is Serbia. Yep. Hey. It is Serbia. We got it. We got there. Yeah, they're they're nice guys. Well, that's a good uh, place to wrap up the sports talk for now. Till till next week. Um, Connor, did you have a question? I did. Me? I came mm-hmm. up with kind of like our off color question, if you will. I uh, was wondering. I was wondering if there was any like new music or artists that you specifically discovered in quarantine or recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may be a little late to the game in terms of like when that came out, but. Who's like a I don't know who's an artist or who's a song you like can't get enough of right now? Okay, so huge song right now is uh, "Roses" by Saint John. Ooh, uh, there's a huge that. remix out of it right now. I'm sure a ton of people have heard it. Can't really remember who the remix is done by, but after that song came out, I looked up Saint John, and he's like this R&B like uh, rapper kind of guy, 
but man he has got like he's got such a cool and i this word is overused but such a cool vibe to him <laughs> and it's a, it's a vibe it's such a vibe but <laughs> no for real like he's he's got a really cool really cool um like some of the songs are really dark and 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 ominous but some of the songs are a little more light i don't know i would definitely recommend i just listened to his whole album okay um and i honestly that roses song i hear it too much but i can't get enough of it same actually it's, i i really do yeah. i didn't have that on my list but i do enjoy that one a lot do you like the the remix with future yeah 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 i think i've only heard that like once but it's yeah it's pretty good All but right. no i i would definitely say go check them out okay anyone anyone else um as far as discovered during quarantine no but who i've been listening to a lot of during quarantine quarantine um is uh, uh oliver tree do you know do you know who that is connor oh yeah yeah i know Oliver tree the bowl cut i can't get enough of that bowl cut the bowl cut he's actually if you're into sort of that you know alt rocks mixed with pop mixed with a little bit of rap you know uh-huh. all this stuff he um he's he's really funny he's really he's really interesting and he always surprises me with a like a different sort of sounding song every once in a while but i i've been listening to him a lot um a new rapper that i've been listening to is uh idk um he's kind of in the sort of asap Ferg sort of like dreamville kind of uh uh lanes okay but okay. he's a he's a new song called mazel tov <laughs> with, okay. uh, i think it's with asap Ferg, and it's actually really good but his album's awesome he's kind of an upcoming rapper um and then one more i actually want to ask you about this uh do you know who joji is connor uh the name sounds familiar but i don't so think do you I know really do. do you know filthy frank from youtube yes so joji is filthy frank no way yeah so you know when youtube started cracking down on content like filthy frank did <laughs> what <laughs> uh i mean he's been he's been he made music as like the pink guy and filthy filthy frank and stuff before uh-huh. Um, but he started, he started making his own, like actually trying to make, become an artist really. And, and so he kind of like stopped doing the filthy Frank cause YouTube was cracking down and he just wanted to try a different lane. And it's, uh, yeah, it's Joji is his name. Well, I think that's his real name actually. Okay. Um, and he is, he's awesome. He's, um, I don't even know how I would describe him. He's more, he's more, um, uh, you know, sad boy songs and stuff like that. But it, I think they're really good, actually. Nice. So, yeah, for people who know Filthy Frank, and he, <laughs> that's him. It's so crazy. He's the complete opposite of Filthy Frank. Obviously, Filthy Frank was a character, but it's so right. crazy to think about that. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't, Yeah, I hadn't heard mm-hmm. that. Yeah, definitely go recommend. I would recommend going to listen to all those guys. But, yeah. Connor, who, who do you got? Uh, okay, so I think, I think I'm a little late to the game on some of these, but I – kind of just got started getting into roddy rich a little bit more um i really like his feature mm-hmm. on rockstar with the baby that song gets stuck in my head like all the time um yeah. so i started looking up some more of his uh some more of his stuff and i, I listened through what's what's that what's his album it's like sorry for being antisocial. i think yeah i think so yeah Something with like that. and that like the big hit on that was the box like that came off that album mm. and i yeah that whole <laughs> album's actually pretty good um and then also jack harlow who i know is kind of more like a a young 
up and comer right now. Like he's Jack Harlow's good. Yeah, like he's fairly new to the scene. But man, like the What's Poppin' remix with all those guys on it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so good. Can I? I The original What's Poppin'. I listened to that so much when it came out. It was a good song, dude. I I'm pretty sure I still listen to it that at least once a day. But then Mm -hmm. this one has really taken me by surprise. Was uh, he was featured on a G Easy song called Moana. Have you heard that one? No, I haven't heard that. Go one. listen to it. It'll get stuck in your head. It's such a good mm-hmm. kind of like chill song, but has some good bars in there. It's you know, it's one of those um it's one of those songs using like pipe flutes and kind of like a little bit more of a chill vibe, but it's it's so good. Oh man, I mm-hmm. I get that song stuck in my head at least once. And he got it on G Easy song. That's pretty big. Yeah, so yeah, he's on he's on that song but with G Easy and Zaytoven. Of the... Zaytoven's the producer on that, and it's Oh, very he's a good producer. Good. Yeah, so but speaking about that, the remix uh, of what's popping, what, he get who who to get? Little Wayne, which got, is crazy. He got Da Baby, and Little Wayne and Tori. Yes, yep, Tori Lanez. Yep, that, that's some big artist. Like he's yeah, he's getting yeah. recognition from. He's getting a lot of recognition. Which <laughs> this is a little off the topic, but apparently Megan Thee Stallion just reported that Tori Lanez confirmed as the one who shot her in the foot. So. That's some Dude, fun, that whole story is wild. <laughs> some fun rap news for you. Yeah, that whole story is but wild. Didn't um. Didn't Mike Will made it kind of put it put Jack Harlow on? I think you're right. I don't I don't know Jack Harlow's story very well, but that sounds right. Was it Mike Will made it? No, it was an it was some producer. I don't think it was Mike Will made it. Hold on, I'm thinking. Um, you go ahead. Do yeah, you I was gonna say. Well, you, oh. Yeah, I was gonna say. What well, you think of that? I've also got to talk about rest in peace, Pop Smoke. I also like his new album, most of it. I don't I don't know if, if the whole album's for me, but man, for the night featuring Lil Baby is so freaking good i listen to that all the time mm-hmm. too right now so. yeah i i haven't gotten into pop smoke and same with roddy rich I, I only know really the the box so i haven't really gotten into them at all yeah i would recommend listening to a, some more of theirs but for the night featuring little baby by pop smoke is very good and mm-hmm. uh i also just i think i'm a little late with this too but joiner lucas on what's what's his album is it called adhd or is that just one of the songs on it I don't remember actually. I don't remember I either, but it it's the, the it's the album where he's got like his hands on his face, but his mm-hmm. face is like over his hands. It's a really it's actually a really cool uh, artistic album cover as well. But yeah, some of the songs on there are great, and the but the song called Will, where he's literally rapping about how Will Smith is his hero, is so good. So many Will Smith references and bars in there. And then I also just discovered recently the remix on there where Will Smith joins in on it on the feature, and it's incredible. Oh, dang. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I, so I would recommend that I, one too. I have a love-hate relationship with Joyner Lucas. That's fair. I, I feel some, like a lot of people yeah, do. Some of the stuff is pretty good, and then some of the I'm just like, eh, eh it's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> so to confirm, it was not Mike Will made it. It was DJ Drama who signed Jack Harlow oh, okay. to his label. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yes. in a uh, quick update on sports, Dallas is up on the Clippers, 97 to 89, and there's 10 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, so I think I'm going to go catch that before it ends. Ooh, yeah. Let's let's go watch that. Um, everybody, have a great week. Uh, we'll see you next week. You know, Go follow me on, on uh, Instagram at the Thrill Can Kill 5 and go um, ahead and follow me. I know I didn't shout out before because I, I share a social media account with my wife, but we're always posting when new episodes drop on our stories. So mine is at Moco, which is M-O-C-O dot C-U-D-E. You can find me there. Yeah. And hey, keep them high, keep them tight, and keep those skid marks away from your underwear, please. Yep. Remember, skids are for kids. Skids are for kids. Peace. Peace out.